Welcome back, Badger fans, to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Thanks for joining us again this week. My name is John Beltheis, senior writer for BadgerBlitz.com, and I'm joined again by John McNamara and John Mills. Uh, we all work for BadgerBlitz.com. We're bringing you the, the news, notes, and insider info that you need to uh, follow your favorite Wisconsin teams, whether that's uh, football or basketball. We'll touch on basketball a little bit um, but uh, with the, the bye week, uh, the Badgers were off last week, so they're going to uh, play Northwestern on this coming Saturday. So, uh, John McNamara, John Mills, why don't we just dive right into it? Uh, you know, this is obviously a pretty big game for the Badgers when it comes to uh, the Big Ten West. Obviously, the Badgers need to win their division if they want to go down to Indianapolis and play in the Big Ten championship game. So what are you expecting to see when they take on the Wildcats on, uh, on Saturday morning? Well, I think the biggest thing that jumps out to me is, uh, you know, trying to contain the running back, Justin Jackson. Um, you know, Wisconsin was really able to limit him last year. I think they held him to under 50 yards on the ground. And um, I think if they're able to do that again this year, though, they'll, they'll be able to maybe have the same kind of result that they did last year. Um, you know, I guess the, the home team is his loss, the last two contests between these these two schools. But I expect that to change this week against Northwestern. Yeah, um, touching on Barkley, I mean, this is a guy who outran essentially everyone, or I'm sorry, not Barkley, uh, Justin Jackson, who outran even Barkley last year in 2016. So looks can be deceiving. I mean, I know that Saquon's right now the runner right for many people for the Heisman vote, but right now Justin Jackson outran him in 2016. He's doing very well this year again. So if the Badgers want any uh, – defensive prowess to them this weekend. I think that stopping Jackson is a top priority. As far as when, to, like, I, I think the thing that I'm looking at is how do, how do the Badgers stack up against Northwestern? Just because it, at least when I look at the Badgers and the rest of the teams in the Big Ten West, it seems like I think the Badgers are, as of right now, they seem like they're a step or two ahead of the pack in terms of, uh, their performance so far through three games, through a, a couple teams have played um, a fourth game already, but it seems like it's the Badgers. And then below that, you kind of have um, in the you know grouped in the middle there: Northwestern, Nebraska, um, Minnesota, Iowa, Purdue has played pretty well. So I think there's a good you know second tier there where they're all kind of a of a comparable skill level. And I think Northwestern is probably near the top of that group. And so what I'm kind of looking for is how do the Badgers perform against Northwestern? Because if they, if they come out and, you know, win by two touchdowns or more than that, or if it just looks like they are able to handle that game pretty easily, to me that's going to feel like a pretty good sign for how the rest of their Big Ten conference season is going to go. Uh, so I don't know if, if you guys have – you know, thought about that or if you have any thoughts about whether Northwestern is kind of a bar for what the rest of the competition in the division looks like. But I think that's the thing that I'm, you know, kind of using this week as is just kind of a measuring stick. See how the Badgers fare up or, or stack up against the rest of their divisional opponents. And then, you know, we can kind of take it from there because obviously they have a um, interesting slate of, of the next couple of weeks with having to go to Nebraska and then they get Purdue uh, the week after that. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I think uh you know, it's it's still very early. It's still, you know, for Wisconsin 3 weeks in this 
season for them. And um, but I, I think you know you feel pretty good about saying that they're uh, kind of the cream of the crop in that Big Ten West. Now you can make a case for maybe a handful of other schools for maybe who's their you know top competition. You know, you know, two weeks ago you would have said probably not Iowa, but you know the way that they played against Penn State, you know, maybe Iowa's the next school. Uh, maybe Northwestern is, even though you, you probably expected this Northwestern team to be three and zero heading into this week. Uh, you mentioned Purdue's playing a lot better. You know, they played, you know, Michigan tough for the first half, and then you know they kind of faded away in the second half there. And then Minnesota, you know, I think that's a that's a tricky game at the end of the season. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even mention Minnesota. Yeah, so you know, it's you can make a case for a lot of those schools. I do think Wisconsin is a notch above, um, but you know, particularly against Northwestern, I think it's a. It's you know with the first Big Ten game for Wisconsin, I think it's a way to kind of set the tone, you know, for the rest of the Big Ten conference play. Like you mentioned, if they go in there and uh, you know they dominate on both sides of the ball and they win by a touchdown or two and they look really good doing it, I, I do think that it kind of sets the tone and you know really has the rest of that conference, you know, particularly in the Big Ten West, on alert that look, Wisconsin's the team to beat there, and if we want to do this. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to beat Wisconsin and, and you know win the rest of our game. So it, it's a chance for them to set the tone. I think it works you know obviously extremely well for the Badgers too coming off a bye week too. So um, you know they they were, they were you know clicking on all cylinders against BYU, having two weeks to prepare for Northwestern. I think you're gonna see that's gonna be really advantageous for Wisconsin. Um, and I do see them winning by you know ten or fourteen points in this week. I think I think they're just better than Northwestern. I think it'll show. Yeah, John Mack, I want to touch again on how you said the kind of setting the tone. I mean, not just looking ahead for this season, but the like seasons to come. I mean, both these teams have been playing a lot of freshmen. Northwestern, I think, head coach Pat Fitzgerald already's gotten 13 freshmen playing time because of injuries to their secondary, along with the Badgers getting contributions from Jonathan Taylor, Danny Davis, and others. So it, this is a good table setter for possibly what could be a Big Ten West matchup in the future and the Badgers can really put their name out there that this is we're a team to beat and this is how it's going to be for the next couple of years. Well, and Northwestern's always been a team that's given the Badgers some trouble or, you know, more so than uh, you would kind of expect just looking at the, like the, the talent level on on the roster and, you know, preseason expectations, performance in previous games, the Badgers have only lost three games to, uh, opponents in in their division since the uh, since the Big Ten redid their divisional lineup and went to the the east-west split instead of that uh, the funky legends and leaders thing from uh, a couple years ago so they, they've only lost three times to Big Ten West teams two of those are to Northwestern that's 2014 and 2015 uh, when they went back to back Badgers lost that 2014 game um, in uh, when Gary Anderson was still the coach, that was uh, when they they worked uh, Joel Stavi back into that game when Tanner McAvoy was uh, was not very effective in the early part of that first half, and then obviously the 2015 game uh, is well, I'm not going to forget for a little while just because of that uh, touchdown that was waved off for you know touchdown not a touchdown the the catch that wasn't a catch uh, by Jazz Peavy in the end zone at the end of that game, uh, but uh, you know it's it's definitely a, a matchup that's provided some interesting games uh, but between these two teams and I think they're I think they're even over even like their their last um, you know good handful they've just seemed to split these and so I think this is just you know going back to what we've been saying I, I really am interested in this game as a measuring stick kind of and you know I, maybe this 
is because BYU wasn't quite as good as we thought they were going to be in the preseason. But, you know, maybe you can use this game against the Wildcats as more of a measuring stick that, uh, you know, BYU couldn't be just because of, you know, losing their starting quarterback and the Badgers really just kind of had their way with, uh, with the Cougars two weeks ago. Yeah, and, you know, going back to what you said about, uh, you know, kind of – the you know how even this matchup has been and you know you look at a team like Northwestern and a lot of you know eyes of Wisconsin fans this is you know maybe a program that's not on par with Wisconsin uh you know I think Wisconsin recruits better than Northwestern does but uh you know Pat Fitzgerald's done a great job and if you if you go back to 1999 uh in the last 12 meetings you know Northwestern won six games and Wisconsin's won six games which is probably kind of surprising to Wisconsin fans so um you know these you know traditionally these are always pretty close contests um, but this, you know, if you look back to last year, and like I mentioned before, if you're if you're able to shut Jackson down, I think that's how you limit Northwestern's offense. They did a great job last year. I think that'll be certainly what they're keen on, uh, you know, trying to do this year. And I, I think they'll be successful. Now, will they hold them under 50 yards rushing like they were last year? I think that's going to be difficult for a guy that's you know rushed for over three thousand or a thousand yards each in the last three seasons. But uh, if they're able to slow him, which I think they will be able to do, uh, Wisconsin will come out on top. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Gerald, if you're going to get a 10 year contract extension, I figured you're, you're going to be doing something right in a football program. I mean, even last year looks are deceiving Wisconsin won 21 to 17. And by the games this year, that's a pretty close game, but people are forgetting that this was a one score game until the fourth quarter. So, I mean, again, like both of you have touched on before, this is a team that maybe is a lot of people are sleeping on and a lot of people are kind of blowing aside after that 41-17 Duke loss. But this is still a competitive Big Ten West football team. Yeah, and I think one thing that you can kind of attribute that uh, Northwestern's, um, you know, playing above what you would expect their talent level to be just based on their recruiting. I think you have to give a lot of credit to Pat Fitzgerald for – really running a, a stable program. I, I was looking at the stuff for uh, the first and 10 uh, feature that we had on the, on the site. And uh, they've had the same offensive and defensive coordinators since 2008. Uh, and that, that's a, a crazy amount of stability, especially when you compare it to Wisconsin, who's, you know, they've gone through three head coaches within, you know, the last handful of years. And then, you know, defensive coordinators, they've, they've kind of run through, I mean, it, it, for, for good reasons, they've you know been promoted or you know went to uh, you know go take on um, jobs at uh, at some pretty high high profile places. But uh, that's a level of stability that you know if you if you have a good solid foundation and you you know how you're you're going to coach guys and you get guys into your system. That's a really you know good way to you know play above what your recruiting says you should do and it'll be really interesting you know now the Badgers feel I think you know pretty confident that Paul Christ is going to be around for a while if they can keep you know Joe Rudolph and Jim Leonard around you know not I'm not saying that you have to be around for almost 10 years in that same job but you know if you could get that same kind of stability it would be really interesting I think just to see what Wisconsin would look like at the end of a period of you know stability with say you know Paul Christ is your head coach and then you know his top offensive lieutenant because obviously Paul's very involved in setting the offense and if you could keep Jim Leonard around for a, a good solid amount of time it would be really interesting to see what the Badgers could do with that kind of stability mm -hmm. and you combine you know their recruiting which seems to have picked up compared to where they were at you know half a decade or a decade ago yeah you know that's that's an interesting point that you bring up and 
Um, you know, Leonard, uh, you know, obviously very early in his coaching career, but you would, you would imagine, you know, that he's, he's going to have some success and, um, it'll be interesting to see if anything else pops up, but you know, just the way that the guy talks and obviously his history at Wisconsin, you would imagine that he'd be there for a long time and, you know, but you know, a long time in the coaching world is maybe what, four or five years, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of right. ever changing. Yeah. And you know, on the other side of the ball, you talk about Joe Rudolph, um, you know, he's a, obviously a Wisconsin guy as well. And um, he's, he's obviously very close to Paul Christie's. He went, you know, went with them to Pittsburgh and he came back with them to Wisconsin. Um, you know, he's a guy, you know, would he take a head coaching job if, if he was offered, you know, a Mac job in Ohio or a job that's close to that, that area that he's comfortable in and to recruit in that, that Ohio and Pennsylvania area. So um, I think he's getting to the point of the, his career where, you know, maybe those options have come up. Maybe options will come up for a head coaching job. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's something that he would seriously pursue. So, you know, you talk about longevity that Northwestern's have. Um, I think Wisconsin has a great shot to have that kind of stay in place with both Rudolph and, and Jim Leonard in place right now. So, what, what, I mean, why don't, you, why don't you guys go through and, uh, you know, real quick, why don't we uh, just give a quick score prediction for this week's game against Northwestern, um, and then we can kind of get into a little bit of recruiting from there. So, um, Jonathan Mills, why don't you why don't you go ahead? Uh, what are you What are you thinking score wise for this game? Um, I do think it's going to be a competitive game. Uh, I do like the Badgers' odds in this one. Um, I do also believe that they are going to have a little bit of trouble with a Nor- Justin Jackson, and I feel like if they kind of start heading crushing towards Justin Jackson, stop running the ball. Um, Northwestern's going to start throwing a little more, but I do think the Badgers are going to win uh, 28 to 17. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in that same ballpark. I, I think I think this game starts off, and I think Northwestern's able to move the ball on their first maybe drive or two pretty well. Um, you know, is this going to be another game where Wisconsin doesn't allow a point in the second half? That'll, that'll be interesting to see if that trend continues. But, um, you know, just with how sharp that offense was against B. BYU. I think Hornerbrook's got, you know, all the confidence, confidence of the world at this point. A big thing that's, you know, been talked about this week just a little bit, but, you know, Bradrick Shaw's not in the injury report. So you're going to this game where, you know, you feel great about Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's averaging about 140 yards a game right now. Um, and then you have Bradrick Shaw, and then you have Chris James. So, um, you know, I think uh, Northwestern's front seven is, is awfully good, but you know, having three big-time playmakers who are, you know, I guess as healthy as you can be at this point in the season, uh, you know, coming off a of bye, I just think that Wisconsin's run attack uh, is going to be too much for Northwestern. They're going to have to put eight in the box, and then, you know, you saw what happened to BYU when they sold on the run to Alex Hornibrook, you know, what, had one incompletion and a handful of touchdown passes. So yeah. um, I, I think, you know, that'll be a theme the rest of the year as teams are going to have to sell out on the run, and, if Hornerbrook can give you anywhere close to what he gave you against BYU, you know, Wisconsin has a very good chance if they're healthy to run the table. So I would say, you know, 28 to uh, 14, Wisconsin wins against Northwestern. Well, uh, John Mack, you kind of st- uh, stole my score right off from under me. I think that's the official score I'm going to go with for, for my prediction. But I think um, the big thing that I'm going to be looking for is do we see any – new wrinkles on, on offense or defense in this week, just because you, know, for one thing, you're going into big 10 play. Uh, so, you know, you, you, the time has passed where, you know, if you're hanging on to some plays or, you know, you have anything up your sleeve, you're getting to the point where 
you know, you might as well, you know, throw it out there if you feel like it's going to help you because these games are obviously, you know, if your goal is to make the Big Ten Championship or win the conference, these are the games that you need to win to be able to do that. So I think you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, whether it's the defense, um, you know, giving Northwestern some new looks that they haven't seen on film from uh, the first couple weeks or coming up with some disguised coverages or, or something like that, just giving Northwestern something new. Because Jim Leonard said uh, during his media availability, availability this week that that's kind of what he likes to do is you know give give the he, give the offense something to think about because he doesn't want them to be able to dictate you know, how the game is going to go he wants to give them something to you know where they'll have to go back to their sideline and be like well whoa what like what do we do against this because this is this is different than what we were seeing um and then offensively you know the, the Badgers had a bye week and you know they had uh, if they like like John, what you were talking about, if they if they can have Jonathan Taylor and Bradrick Shaw and Chris James uh, all healthy and, you know, uh, John Deason is going to be a, a game-time decision for this game. So the, your offensive line is getting a little bit healthier compared to where they were at against BYU. Maybe you feel a little more comfortable, um, you know, throwing out a new play design or, or something like that um, just because you know, you've had the bye week to kind of examine where your strengths are. You know what your players can kind of do from, from that point. And so I, I guess uh, like we were talking about, I, I think the Badgers probably win by two touchdowns. Um, I, I think also 28 to 14, but that's the thing that I'm really looking for is do we see anything new uh, that the Badgers are willing to pull out of their, you know, bag of tricks you know, so to speak, just because it's Big Ten play, you know, this is the time to uh, to put that stuff out there. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you touched on it too, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, I, I don't think you're going to see them holding back anymore in terms of play calling on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, I think you're going to see Paul Chris get more creative on offense. You know, the jet sweep, we haven't seen a ton of. You know, he likes right. that tight yeah, end that's, screen. that's one thing I was kind of thinking – yeah, so I, I think you're going to slowly see the playbook open up a, a little bit too, and I'm I'm really excited to see what Jim Leonard has up his sleeve. I just think that uh, you know his career in the NFL. I, I think he has so much more that he's going to to display in the weeks to come. Now that the Big Ten season's opened up, I think he's giving you uh, you know three weeks of pretty vanilla stuff and. Uh, you know, why would you show more, you know, with the, with the success that they've had there? So I think he has a lot more up his sleeve, and I think we're going to start to see that, uh, you know, right away on Saturday. And I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see what Jim Leonard had, uh, can do on that. Uh, and then the, the new wrinkles that he'll bring to Wisconsin's defense. And uh, just throwing this out there that before we kind of transition to recruiting, um, the I asked some guys this week just to – talk about uh, Jim Leonard and you know what it's been like to uh, um, to to work with him as their defensive coordinator through these first couple weeks and uh, Dante Carrier Car- Williams uh, had the most uh, uh, oh, I thought the most interesting description and in that he said that Jim Leonard is a genius so I like I don't know you know if that means that the Badgers are you're going to throw anything new out there or what it means but he certainly has the respect of his players and uh, they they they're all they're all in they've all bought into uh, to what he's selling um, so with that, let's uh, let's kind of put a, a bow on the Northwestern talk and transition a little bit to recruiting. Obviously, uh, John Mack, this is uh, sounds like this is going to be a pretty big weekend uh, for the Badgers in recruiting uh, for for basketball too, not just for uh, not just for football. So why don't you break down uh, who's going to be on campus for uh, for the Badgers when they play Northwestern on Saturday? 
Yeah, so, you know, I guess we'll start with basketball because it's probably of, you know, the most uh, significance for Wisconsin. Um, Tyler Hero is going to be taking his official visit uh, to Wisconsin this weekend, which is, um, you know, not huge news because he's been committed for, you know, well over a year now. Um, but he'll be up there because, uh, you know, they're going to have Jack Hemphill, a kid from uh, North Carolina on campus now. He doesn't have an offer from Wisconsin yet, but when you bring a kid in for an official visit, when you do have that scholarship open, I would imagine that he's going to get offered this weekend. I would imagine that he'll commit this weekend. Now, uh, he's, he's, you know, for Wisconsin fans looking at, he's kind of a plan C guy. Um, he'll, he'll, when he missed out on Joey Hauser, that next offer went to uh, Nate Lazuski, who, you know, committed to North, Notre Dame this weekend, and now you're looking at Jack Hemphill. Um, you know, he's, he's really, you know, to be honest, he's not in the same classes as either Hauser or, um, or Nate Lazuski, but the staff saw something in him uh, during the live periods this offseason that they really liked. They kept tabs on him, and now he'll be on campus. So, um, like I said, I think he's a guy that, that will get offered. He expects to get offered when I talk to him, and I, I don't see a reason why he wouldn't commit to Wisconsin. I think that would be uh, a pretty easy sell for him if you were to pick up that offer. So, you know, by Monday, I would imagine that Wisconsin's 2018 class looks like Tyler Hero, obviously, and then maybe Jack Hemphill. Now, the other guy to watch is Joe Hedstrom, who's also taking his official visit this weekend. He's a six foot ten, about two hundred pound center from Minnesota. Um, also in the twenty eighteen class, but Wisconsin offered him a four for five deal. Um, you know, if they were able to get him in a four for five, I think that would be a pretty big win for for Greg Gardner and that coaching staff. So uh, it's a chance to kind of balance the scholarship numbers. When he would essentially be the twenty nineteen recruit, where they have about four or five scholarships available. Um, you know, he's he's a guy that um, obviously has size. He's a physical guy. He's a good defender, good rebounder. His offensive skills are still kind of uh, progressing. But, but um, Wisconsin's going to make a big push to try to get both of those guys to commit this weekend. Hemphill likely with that offer that he'll get at full scholarship and Hedstrom likely with that four for five deal. So, uh, you know, we expect both of those to happen. I, I would expect Hemphill to commit. If Hedstrom left campus without committing, I wouldn't be shocked. Now, if you look beyond there, uh, well, DJ Carton, a four-star point guard, is also going to be on campus, which is big for Wisconsin. I would fully expect the staff to be able to get Noble Days, 2019 power forward on campus. Uh, he's from Racine. And then also Jalen Johnson, uh, 2020 you know, wing from Sun Prairie, also to make that quick trip over to Wisconsin this weekend. It'll be a big weekend for Greg Gard. I think they'll have some success there, and they'll kind of lay more of the foundation for the classes uh, below that 2018 class. Uh, for football, uh, you have two big official visitors in Jackson Carmen, a five-star offensive tackle from Ohio. Um, it's great to get him on campus. I still feel like Ohio State will win that recruiting battle. And then Dante Burton, he's a cornerback from Georgia. Uh, they'll get him on campus this weekend too. And uh, Wisconsin is definitely next where they sit with him. And uh, he's got a handful of other offers that he's considering. Notre Dame's a big player for Burton as well. Uh, you know, he's a kid I, I wouldn't be shocked if he were to commit this week. Him. I think he's, there's some visits that he still wants to take. Uh, but he, he's a big-time player from Georgia. He'd be a great addition for this class. Uh, Wisconsin's definitely sitting very well with him, and they'll get that first – or I guess he was at Missouri last week, and so they'll get the second official visit crack at him. Uh, so it's, it'll be a big weekend in Madison, both for football and basketball. Yeah, I don't want to piggyback too much off of that because I think you did a great job laying that out. But how interesting is it that you know the Badgers got um, pretty big – you know, Notre Dame 
legacy, you know, family connections in Nate Reavers, and then uh, obviously the Notre Dame just strikes right back and gets uh, Lazuski, who obviously had the uh, big Wisconsin connection there too. I just thought that was kind of amusing. So you never know. Maybe we'll, we'll, we're getting the 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 football uh, version of the uh, of that matchup, but you never know. Maybe we get a basketball one sometime. Really, you know, it's like he was like all Notre Dame, all family love Notre Dame, but they actually you no, know, there's there's a lot. Similarities there because uh, you know Wisconsin jumped on Reavers pretty early before Northwestern did, and if you look at Lazuski's recruitment, Northwestern or I'm sorry, Notre Dame was there you know before Wisconsin was, and uh, Lazuski you know with the comments that he made about Notre Dame and acted that Notre Dame was there from from the start with me, and Wisconsin you know they they jumped in late because they were all in on Joey Hauser, they offered Lazuski this summer just right after Hauser committed, but uh, he opted to go with the program that was there from the start. So, um, you know, I think I think he'll be a big time player for Notre Dame. We'll see what Jack Hampill will be for Wisconsin. I think he's still very much a project. Um, maybe a guy that's going to give you more dirty work on the defensive end and taking charges, rebounding that kind of stuff. So, uh, he's he's definitely not a plan A or B guy, but he's a guy that Wisconsin likes quite a bit. And this coaching staff has proved that they're able to identify some t- talent that's not being as heavily recruited and make him into a pretty good player. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, not all uh, uh, Plan C's, you know, so to speak, in the recruiting game uh, have, uh, you know, been, um, you know, just uh, just bench warmers. The Badgers have been able to uh, to turn some of those guys that uh, you know weren't, um, you know, number one on their list into some pretty good players over the last couple of years. We'll see what what, what happens with Hempel. He still hasn't been offered yet, but like I said, fully expect him to be offered. Uh, and I fully expect him to commit if he is offered, but um, um, yeah, there's some. Stuff, yeah, I certainly, uh, you know, give give precedence to Wisconsin coaching staff in their eye, opposed to what. Right. Well, I think that'll uh, just about do it for us here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast for this week. I just want to thank uh, John uh, McNamara and Jonathan Mills for joining me again as we uh, preview Wisconsin's uh, upcoming game against Northwestern and then talk a little bit of recruiting, both football and basketball. So thanks, guys, for for joining us. Uh, Where can people go out and find John on social media if they're on Twitter and uh, are excited about looking or trying to find out how to uh, do 280 characters for their tweets now? Sure, I am on on Twitter at real j on j mills, and I'm also um, I didn't talk about it much today, but the Jonathan Taylor for Heisman train is full steam ahead. So please keep that in mind as he runs around Northwestern this weekend. Well, good luck with that. Uh, I am at McNamara Rivals, and I I like to keep to the 140. I think that's what makes Twitter unique. See, I, I feel like the. Uh, all I ever really wanted is like 145. I would have been fine with that. I, I never have something where it's like, you know, I really need this to be two full tweets. I need like seven more characters, and that's the that's the problem. But if you're on Twitter and you want to follow me, uh, I'm at John Veldheist. That's uh, J-O-H-N-V-E-L-D-H-U-I-S. Again, if you uh, um, are listening to the podcast and you like it, make sure that you subscribe on iTunes. Go ahead and uh, leave us a, a rating and a review. It helps people find us if they're looking around for some uh, Badger, Badger football and basketball talk that they want to listen to if they're driving or working or doing a, or doing whatever all, uh, while they have some headphones in. So thanks again for joining us on uh, the BadgerBlitz.com, BadgerBlitz.com podcast this week, and we'll talk to you next week after the Badgers play Northwestern this weekend.